0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Check in with uh, Kevin McPherson, better noise. Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.
1: Good hey, afternoon, Kevin. Have you, you got one of those Kentucky Porsches to drive?
2: <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. No, 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 sir. I do not.
1: Really? Wow.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: I guess if you put in a kind I, word I, I'm for not Kentucky... You know, if you put in a kind word for Kentucky every now and then in your reports, you might get one of those Porsches.
2: Yeah, Kentucky basketball, they take things awfully serious around there.
1: I think they do.
2: Yeah. Their NIL deal their NIL bill money is, is is bigger and better and
1: ten million bucks. Gee many. Did
0: you did you read the story or hear about Dick Vitale kind of going off on Kentucky over the, the Sheibway deal?
2: Vaguely. I didn't get the full gist of it, but I I do know some folks have sounded off.
0: Wow. $2 million. And uh, I think Rick is kind of jealous that all these guys are getting Porsches. I'm not
1: jealous at all. I wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) drive. I I am, man. I have no ambition to drive a Porsche.
0: I'll be jealous then. Um, I don't guess Arkansas is putting together those kind of deals, are they? (laughs)
2: I, I don't think so, Randy. I don't uh, think so no, the answer on that's no. Uh, uh, Very safe to say, it, and it's a good reason. If you if you're if I mean, if you can offer someone two million dollars, you, you see why they coming back to school. Um, Sheboy yeah. is not a guy that projects as. You know, I mean, if you're a lottery pick, you you're there, there's not a nil deal that's going to bring you back. But, if, but right. outside of even the first round. I mean, even if you're a first-rounder, you probably, if you're the back end of the first round, you probably are going to go to the draft, but you might not. You might not. Uh, but And he's not projected as a first-rounder, period, so, or wasn't. So,
0: so that's, what are that's you, a smart
2: move on his part.
0: What are you hearing, if anything, on Jalen Williams? I, I think it comes down to whether or not he gets invited to the combine, combine and then on top of that, obviously how he performs at the combine.
2: Right. So, he, you know, he's training. He's been training for weeks. Uh, he's doing that. I, he's not in Arkansas for that. I, I won't say where, but he is, you know, he's doing that. And, um, he, he, you know, he's still eligible to come back to school as of now. Um, but you're right. The Combines, you know, they, they invite between 60 and 70 players, folks that are projected. And, and those Combines, those invitations are handed out based on research done not only by mock drafts and the things we see, but, you know, just a pool, just a, a basically a, a straw vote with coaches, you know, with decision-makers in the NBA, and they kind of figure out who the guys are that are on the big boards with the teams, not just the media folks out here guessing and guys that get paid to do it uh, on the outside looking in. But, but he'll probably be invited as one that's projected to go in the top two rounds. Um, like I said, they usually expand that. Invitation that around seventy players. We know there's only sixty picks between the two rounds, and then there's going to be individual workouts with teams. Um, you know that those are also important. That's an opportunity to see how many teams want to want to really get a good look at him and beyond the combine. You know, have him in. COVID's changed the way they've done that the last couple of years. Um, last year maybe not as as strict as you know rigid as it was the previous year. And then we'll see if they've relaxed all of that now and, and going back to a normal routine in terms of you know, what they used to do is they, they might invite a player in just themselves. Sometimes they'd bring him in with two or three other prospects at the same time. And, and not only would they do interviews and, and do measurements measure and different things, but they'd put them on the floor together, sometimes in two-on-two and different scenarios where they wanted to see how guys compete against each other. So it'll be all of that still remains to be seen, Randy. But I do think he'll be invited the combine. June first is the deadline for him to withdraw if he wants to maintain his eligibility. You know, it's so funny we keep talking about the scholarship numbers. Technically, Arkansas is at the number at thirteen. As long as Jalen Williams is in the is declared for the draft, well, whoa, he does whoa, not whoa, count. Whoa.
1: You, you got two from Rhode Island that are declared from the
2: draft. Technically, they're at
1: eleven, right?
2: Right. That's true. Actually, you would that would be a good point to make. They did sign their financial aid agreements. That's not even binding to the players, by the way, until they enroll in school. And so everything's right. so so. That's technically, right. you just yeah, I, I, Arkansas is actually then at, at eleven. You know, okay. they're not even at thirteen; they're at eleven based on that fact.
1: Technically,
2: um, right. technically, once they enroll in school, uh, they can enroll in school and show up and be part of you know start summer school like Justin Smith did. Once they do that, they will count, even with their name in there. So, uh, go ahead.
0: Well, one interesting note on the Twins, and I I wondered if this was the case, but do they not need waivers as second-time transfers? Now, I realize that probably will be given since their head coach left at Rhode Island, but nevertheless, they start off at Maryland then transferred to um, Rhode Island, and now they're transferring to Arkansas. Yeah. Well, they've already used up the free pass, and that means if they come to Arkansas, they got to get a waiver. There's a the possibility yeah. these guys will not get that waiver. They would not be eligible even if they return back to Arkansas. That is, Yeah, you know, they rewrote. That's right. And they
2: rewrote the bylaws for the transfer rules recently. Well, I say recently, I think in and maybe in January they released a new. Um, so they took out some of the stuff. So I'm honestly confused on how some of this is going to play out, Randy. I think it also depends on where they at in terms of, of being grads. I don't, I don't think either one of those guys is. But I don't even know that that won't be the case um, by the time this, I guess technically, this spring semester is concluded. Um, but I think Arkansas feels good. That my understanding is Arkansas feels good that every player that they brought in that portal, which is four, uh, will have immediate eligibility. So I, I don't think Arkansas has a concern there, but there may be some formalities where that may not, you know, it may not be what, you know, quote unquote a done deal without some form of waiver for somebody. We'll have to see if it's needed for, for the twins.
0: Let's check in with, uh, Elwood Elwood. Good afternoon. Welcome to drive time sports.
2: Hi guys. I got, uh, Two questions I think you answer very quickly. The first one is about
3: golf. Can you tell me what a shotgun start is in tournaments?
1: <laughs> yeah, Randy, was, when he mentioned shotgun a minute ago, I thought, well, shotgun start is where, let's say you have 18 teams playing, so they each start at a different hole. They don't all start at number one. They each start at one of the 18 holes. That's a shotgun start. And then they make a noise. It used to be with a shotgun. I don't know if they do it anymore. And then everybody tees off at the same time
2: okay thank you my second question is i'm a baseball guy i'm very old i uh i have watched very old footage of uh uh major league games even from the uh before the era of sound and i'm i'm wondering I, i in the very old films i never see first or third base coaches do you guys have any idea when that
3: came to happen
1: well, frequently, at least in the 1900s, and I don't know how long it continued, but the manager was the third base coach. Uh, you can see pictures of a guy named Huey Jennings who managed the Tigers back in the 1900s uh, at third base. John McGraw, uh, the Giants, would coach at third base. So the question is, when did they start having uh, more coaches than just the manager? But that that was Thank the you, trend back. That was the trend in the early days of baseball.
0: Let's check in with Mike. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive good Time thank you.
2: thank you, sir. How are you guys doing?
0: Man, doing Super. great. Thank you.
2: Good deal. Hey, uh, quick question. I apologize if this is a dumb question, but I haven't heard. Uh, do they still have a one and done for basketball or other sports? Like a player can come and just play one, one bas- uh, year. Basketball.
1: Then... Yeah, basketball only. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Is, is that still necessary with the NIL deals now?
1: Well, yeah. If you've got a guy that's just like Moses Moody came in and played one year at Arkansas, and he's a first-round draft pick. So, absolutely. Uh, well, it was, it, you're it, gonna make more money as, as Kevin said just a minute ago. If you're a lottery pick, you're gonna make more than any any NIL can give you.
2: Right. But how many lottery picks are there throughout every year? Uh, but the other question, just one more question: is, during these NIL deals, is there a possibility, or could a could a um, NIL sponsor request or require a player stay more than one year and and to no. get his nil deal no okay I
1: mean, all right, right, that's all right. I, thanks jim kevin uh, did i answer those questions accurately you think no uh, no no nil sponsor could say hey we're only going to give you this if you stay for three years no nobody would accept that would they Guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can yes. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, my phone cut out for a second. Was there a well, question yeah, for was, me? I missed uh, he was,
1: Yeah, he, he was just asking about, uh, you know, if a good NIL deal would a Can you could an NIL or somebody who is giving them the sponsor money require them to stay more than one year? I said no. There's, there's no way they could do that, could they?
2: No, they can't require them to. Now they could load it where if, if they leave, that it nullifies the NIL deal. Yeah but they can't require a player to stay. Right. But there
0: are some deals that are written even for four years. There are some that are written for right. two years, just as the transfer that went from Kansas State down to Miami. That's a two-year deal at $400,000. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And let's see. Let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
3: Hello, guys.
0: What's up, buddy?
3: Hey, have you guys uh, forgot what big day this is?
0: It's draft day.
3: That's right. And, uh, Randy, I got some surprising news for you. Lay it on me, brother. You're going to be drafted? You know, Green Bay's got the 22nd pick.
0: They Also have the 16th pick, don't they? Yeah.
3: Uh... No, New Orleans
0: has got the 16th. Yeah, let's look here. New Orleans has. But anyway, 16th, uh, it kind of kind of help you
3: feel real good. Kind of help you feel good about some things. Uh, uh Todd McShay and Mel Kiefer have trailing Birch going to Green Bay at number 22. Won't he look like good it. in that green and gold.
0: Like it, like it.
3: But a hoop scoop, I do have a question for you.
2: Yes, sir. Uh,
3: You know, with the twins uh, coming from Rhode Island, okay, if they have already used the free transfer one time, how is it possible that they're able to transfer to Arkansas a second time? Will they not have to set out a year if they don't get the waiver?
2: It depends on if they they need the waiver. We. Thank you, Steve. Guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, actually, we just talked about that in the previous segment. But if they need a waiver, um, the confidence level at Arkansas is there, they'll get it. I don't know that they need the waiver.
1: I don't. I don't know that they will either. Isn't this the first time they've transferred under the free transfer rule? They right. previously That's transferred. Correct. Previously transferred, but this time it's under the one-time free deal.
2: We so you don't know if the that. one that came, before, you know, if you transfer during that, you're right. The other thing is we have to look at the, the amount of time they've been in school and do they will they be able to count as grads? Um, I have not been told that's the case, but I would assume that's also a possibility. If you know, so
1: well. Let's put it this um, way: we've
2: got some. We got some news, guys. We we. How about some news? Okay, let's take some news. Do it. <laughs> well, I mentioned a while back when when Clay Moser had moved on that there'd be some more staff changes, and it actually was known for a few weeks, but it's kind of being formalized today. But Arkansas just put out a, a release, and then I put I've tweeted my story out. Uh, you know how I like to get on Twitter and make make it happen. Uh, but but Arkansas has added Matt Lopez, formerly the director of basketball operations at South Dakota. The last two years, young coach a young basketball staffer who's, who Arkansas has brought in as a special assistant to Eric Mussman. Now, he's replacing Hayes Myers, who worked with Muss at Nevada and came over with Muss when Muss took the job at Arkansas. He originally came over, and his first title was special assistant to Eric Mussman. He leaves, and his last title at Arkansas, uh, as Hayes Myers leaves, was director of uh, scouting and analytics. And he's accepting a bench coaching role, an assistant coaching role at Sacramento State, where David Patrick, Arkansas's former associate head coach, who spent a year with Musk in year two, who last season uh, was an assistant coach on the new staff of Porter Moser at Oklahoma, he took over just a few weeks ago as the head coach at Sacramento State. So Hayes Myers and David Patrick worked together for one year at Arkansas uh, in, in Mousselman's second season, When the first year that Arkansas made it to the Elite Eight uh, under Musman, and now Hayes Myers joins David Patrick, which created the opening for uh, Mr. Lopez uh, to come in and and fill that role uh, that Hayes Myers had. Now, he'll be, you know, we don't know what all his duties will be yet, but it is a staff change. uh, And I think Arkansas may have one or two more little. Uh, you know, not bench. I don't think we'll see any bench change. You know, since we've seen Moser depart uh, and Ruta, Anthony Ruta promoted. But when Ruta was promoted, obviously that creates openings. And so here's one that's filled with Hayes Myers leaving. I think we may see a promotion within to fill Ruta's spot as director of basketball operations. And I think we may see our Mossman go outside the program to hire whoever he moves, you know, whoever to replace whoever he moves in to that director of basketball operations spot. Now, if that's not all confusing, I'll say all that again because I kind of rambled on with it. In the
0: release, it says, Lopez will gather and disseminate analytics, prepare film for opponent scouting for both coaches and players, and serve as the academic liaison. That's what it says in the release. Yep. And that just came out minutes ago. Speaking of South Dakota, uh, there is a player that Arkansas apparently has reached out to, that's in the transfer portal, 6'6", Baylor Shireman. He yes. shot, by the way, 41%. Uh, that's 159 of 384 career three-pointers. Hmm. So it sounds like... Um, is he from
1: South Dakota?
0: He is from South Dakota. South Dakota oh. State. South, South Dakota oh. State.
1: Okay, okay, so the the guy that's being hired from South Dakota and the players from South Dakota State.
2: Okay. Okay. I, and, I just have him. I'll bet they South can still Dakota. get him. What do you think if they want him? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens there. There's I can tell room you this. for more. Arkansas not only contacted Baylor, and I can't pronounce his last name. Well Shireman. done, there, Randy. Shireman, that's good enough. Uh, I, I can tell you that Arkansas not only contacted him, but they've met with him. Um you know, the guys shooting his, this past season, was I mean, it was incredible. Over 45% from three. That's elite uh, shooting percentage. Um, and, you know, he's a, a volume scorer. He's a good rebounder. He has good assist numbers. I mean, he kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, and, you know, he's a, a sought-after guy. And we keep seeing names get in the pool of guys that were all league and, you know, had his last year. Um, and you just wonder <laughs> why are they in the portal? They've had success; they're having success, but that's that's how it's shaken out. And so, um, we'll see what happens with Arkansas. At this point, Arkansas continues to look for a backcourt spot, and what I'm hearing is is that some of these players that they are coveting and would, you know, Arkansas has a priority list, and they're not going to take just anybody. And the folks that they've been interested in. Have passed because of who Arkansas has coming in, so it's kind of a good spot to be in because Arkansas doesn't have to fill that role. We know Musman plays six or seven anyway; it's not a must do. Uh, but if you've got if your recruiting class looks so good that some of the top guys you're going after are saying no thanks, it's probably a good problem to have because again, Arkansas is not going to be sh- shouldn't be short on numbers, and certainly the way Musman runs his rotations, they're not going to be lacking for talent to fill the spots that are going to play heavy minutes. Uh, but it is interesting that Arkansas continues to, to you know, pursue. And, and the way, when I look at some of the names I've seen in the measurables, they've been really looking for, you know, a, a versatile wing, uh, a bigger player, someone with size that maybe uh, can defend multiple positions. And we saw that, that kind of roll. And when you look back at Mussman's th- first three teams in Arkansas, how he recruited out of the portal, you know, Adise Tony was one of those type of players. Jalen Tate. You know, you're talking about length and versatility defensively. Even Jimmy Witt at 6'3", you know, he had the wingspan of a 6'9 guy and could defend one, two, or three. And so I think what that's what their time in the portal is, is someone that could come in with some experience, maybe defend at all three levels. Or like in the case of Sharman, you have to look at him. I don't know how good he is defensively, but what he can do on offense is another guy with experience, though. Uh, I, you know, everything I'm hearing right now since he got in the portal of two or three days ago is that he's – considered now one of the top five to ten players available on the portal.
0: I think he's a shooter, which is what Arkansas may be looking for. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you next week.